Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I'm LJ across from me, Mr. Oatman. Oatman in the house, baby. Got a brief episode for you this week. I don't know what to call it. Probably want to call it Odds and Ends Episode 1, but we might want to just call it Corrections. Got some corrections for you, Oatman. We've made some mistakes. We have? Well, by we, I mean me. Okay. First correction. I've been wondering this for a long time. I know how you love my hot composer talk. Oh, my God, it's just the best. But uh, there's a composer... I'm all tingly all I know. Over. There's a composer I uh, have enjoyed in not every film of his, but he's done some good work. A man by the name of Michael Giacchino. Oh, yeah. You know Giacchino. Oh, yeah, Gigi. Yeah, that's my deal. Now, here's the deal. Turns out, that's not how you say his name. Oh. Now, this may be shocking to you. I I'm mispronounced somebody's name. I'm stunned. Now, I had heard that a long time ago, and I've been waiting for some kind of confirmation. I've never heard anybody... Giacchino. Yeah, that's what I thought. And it's Giacchino. Oh, wow, that's not even close. No, but it's spelled like Giacchino. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's less ethnic sounding. It's so it's time. Michael Giacchino. Oh, Giacchino. I have learned now. I also mispronounced Rami Malek's name. Oh, really? What's his name? It, it's Rami Malek. What, how did you pronounce it? I, I, I tried two different ones, and both were wrong. I said like Rumi and Ra, and Rami. But it's a weird like name. I mean, come on. But it, or Rumi, I mean, Rami, I don't remember. But it, it was wrong. I mean, you can, you can be forgiven for that one. All come right, on. here's the real offense. Okay. Ready? Yes. Uh, we were talking about Three Days of the Condor. Yes. And I was outraged. Because it was based off a novel called Seven Days of the Condor. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. Novel's called Six Days of the Condor. So you missed it by one. Much like God, the Condor takes a day off. <laughs> Six Days of the Condor. Six Days. They just cut it in half. I apologize. <clears throat> I thought they cut it in half and a I little I didn't want to say anything, but I thought, I don't think yeah. that's happening. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I looked it up later, and I was like, ah, oh, I got to fix this. Indeed. I've made a huge mistake, a huge error. Not since I called. Not Break th- out the rack. Yeah. Not since I saw that horrible Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2, in which Jamie Foxx plays Electro to a horrible effect. Oh, yeah. That's bad. My God. I, I think I had blanked that out of my Have mind. Have you seen that film? I think I, I oh, had blanked goodness. it out of my he was playing like both characters were like in living color sketch car characters. <laughs> like they just, he just took Badness. two characters from in living color. Castaway characters. Yeah. And, and he just did both versions like before and after. Oh, awful. But also awful. And that was Paul Giamatti who has a cameo at the beginning and the end as Rhino. Really? Do you remember that? I don't. And I, I think it's at the end of the movie. He shows up again in a big rhinoceros mechanized suit. Like a robotic suit. And not, not since I called oh, Paul, that... Pa- poor Paul Giamatti. Not oh. since I called Paul Giamatti a robot man have I been more embarrassed. That is, in fact, a mech he was in. Uh, much like your Robotech go-to example is not a robot. So I apologized uh, for that as well. And uh, lastly, I was reminded during the editing process, we were talking about Neil Armstrong in First Man. Bad movie. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it. We were talking about the legend. You'd mentioned something about the legend of the man versus the real man. Yes. And you wanted the legend. I did. It reminded me during the editing. The man uh, bored me to tears. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and I was just watching this episode right around that time. I'm, I'm going back through D-Space 9. I'm in the last season. And O'Brien uh-huh. and Bashir are having a conversation in Quarks talking about 
Davy Crockett and the Alamo because they, you know, they do the Alamo reenactments. I remember this. And Bashir is making the argument that there's no way he would have fought to the last man, fought to the bitter end. He would have surrendered. And O'Brien's taking counterpoint. Come on! Santana didn't care about the rules of war. If he had executed Davy Crockett at the Alamo, he would have considered it a point of pride. All right, put it this way. In 1836, David Crockett was, what, 49? Quite old for the standards of the time. His days as an Indian fighter were well behind him. He was just an ex-congressman, all reputation. Now, this is not a man who was about to fight till his last breath, Miles. The situation was hopeless. He was out of ammunition. The Mexican army was storming the Alamo's battlements. <laughs> he would have surrendered. It's as logical as that, simple. I'm not saying it couldn't have happened just saying there's no proof and near the end of the conversation Worf chimes in you are both wrong the only real question is whether you believe in the legend of davy crockett or not if you do then there should be no doubt in your mind that he died a hero's death if you do not believe in the legend then he was just a man and it does not matter how he died good writing and i thought man d space nine's good that's great writing. <laughs> There's no relevance to anything. I would just just thought Blake you'd appreciate. Writing. I do. After our discussion, after reading, after reading about it a little more, I found out that he actually was real good in capturing people who knew him. Yeah, and capturing his yeah. personality, and that's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he, did, <laughs> he did a great job because the guy had a personality of wallpaper. Yeah, but but he would also be loving with his kids and yep. then be his you know father. angry and dismissive yep. and distant. He, yep. And then attentive. He was all those things. He was all those things. Which makes for a very inconsistent character, which is human. Yep. But and awful to watch. Yeah. Well, I guess that settles that. Yes, so. So let's believe in the legend of Neil Armstrong. Let's believe in the legend. When I see, when I watch, uh, you know, Wyatt Earp, I want to see the legend. Yeah. That's what it was. You were talking about Tombstone versus Wyatt Earp. Yep. <laughs> Both good movies, by the way. I still have an I, uh, Okay. Both, both good movies. Except you talk nothing but <gasps> about I did, wider. Like, I did not. I said whenever, the first, whenever it comes up, you always... I said the first 20 minutes are horrid. Okay. And somebody should be beaten within an inch of their life for putting that on the screen. Well, that'd be Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, well, there you go. But uh, but after that, it, it does heat up. Who also helped bring us Solo. And, and their, their Doc Holliday... Star Wars tale. Their, their Doc Holliday sucks, but was very realistic. Did they ever say, her. I'm your Huckleberry? Nope. Theirs was very, you know what theirs was? Theirs was apparently a dentist who had like a, who was dying from tuberculosis. No. <laughs> That's who they What was it in Tombstone? Like, well, he was dying though, like yeah, something. He was kind of dying. Of but, like consumption or yeah, something. Yeah, but we kind of skipped past that. Uh, I mean, well, he I gets seen, up out of the bed. He's got guns. He looked ill to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, they just put like some white paste on him. But he, I mean, really, his behavior wasn't that of an ill man. Yeah. Like, they kind know. of ignored. He know. looked pretty sweaty. And tombstone. Yeah, but I mean, like in in the real thing, he's like gaunt and yeah, he looks like him too. He in um, Wyatt Earp, he looks like Wyatt. He looks like Doc Holliday. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I heard a rumor that the that it was just the way he pronounced Huckleberry. He, the line is actually "I'm your Hucklebearer," which is a thing. I don't remember what a Hucklebearer is, hmm. but as something, there's some kind of relevance to whatever it is they were talking about, and it just sounded like he was saying, "I'm your Huckleberry." Because I never knew what that meant either. <laughs> I don't know what I'm your huckleberry means. I don't, and I don't remember what I'm your, uh, what a huckleberry is, but they, that's the, 
That was a speculation. Like, I think he just kind of weirdly pronounced. Yeah, one of those, one of those weird saying. snatches of language that means something in that period. It doesn't mean anything. No. Yeah. Anyway. You sweaty nutmeg dealer, you. But he did play uh, Gay Perry years later in a great film, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Let's talk about that movie. And it's coming back in Top Gun. Oh, right. I have no clue how we're going to wedge him into the plane. He won't be flying. Don't worry. (laughs) But he's coming He'll be an instructor at the Top Gun Academy. I hope he won't be flying because the instructor's You know what that movie's going to be? What? It's going to be a Pacific Rim Uprising remake. It's going to be that movie. You realize that, right? Stop it. No. You realize that's exactly what Pacific Rim Uprising was, was a sequel to Top Gun. Uh, Stop it. You know that's what it was. Uh, If you say so. Don't ruin Top Gun for me. Because you got, well, I don't yeah, have I to ruin Top yeah. Gun. But I, bet, I, bet, I bet Tom Cruise is going to be in one of those planes. Yeah, he'll probably get in there. He's the, not supposed to because he's a maverick. The Wilford Brimley of our time. Yeah, he's older than Wilford was yes. at the time. Um, but Strange uh, reference there. Just ignore it. Yeah, <laughs> go back to whatever episode that was. Yeah, but that's is going to be what's I can't, Val Kilmer. That's what it is. Yeah. They're going to be he's Maverick's going to come in begrudgingly. He's going to be forced in to help out with the new Top Gun recruits, Recruit. and there'll be bad guys that we also still won't know why they're fighting them or what's. <laughs> well, there'll be no story to, per se. They'll be from the <laughs> Middle East, I guess. Oh yeah, they got planes over there. They're I, they're flying a bunch of. How can why can't we ever like fight? I don't know France or something. I don't know. Just, yeah, somebody. I mean, we're we're. We're up against it with Russia again, maybe. I don't know. Oh, my God. If I see one more Russian. I mean, that's Creed 2 is all about that, isn't it? Yeah, Creed 2 is pretty good. Ivan Drago comes back. It's pretty good. And we got this spawn. Pretty good. Of Drago. Pretty good how they do it. They do a good job with that. And that's a Cleveland guy. Which one? Drago? The director. Who's the director? Uh, a guy named Stephen Cable. He did uh, uh, The Land. Oh, okay. Cleveland guy. Oh, Did a, right. a million dollar film on a shoestring budget. It was a big hit, and now he's doing a fifty million dollar film. Oh, cool! Yeah. Who, who, who's the last one? Uh, Coogan? Yeah, uh, Ryan Coogan. Coogan, the one, yeah, one who did uh, Black Panther. Right. No, he's too big for Creed too. And also did Fruitvale Station. Right. That's what Great got film. him Creed. Doesn't it go in that order? Not what got him Creed, but I mean, he went from that to Creed, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so. And then, uh, so but now Black Panther, he's not doing. And actually, used the same actors. Like Stallone can't afford Coogan anymore. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, in any case, so uh, random mini episode. That's all we got for you. Oh no! Now we're going to do all of my mistakes. Oh, what? So, are, go ahead. This is going to be a six-hour episode. All right. We're go what do you recall? <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. I wasn't making notes of yours. No, if we went through all of mine, we'd be here for six. hours. I just assume most of what you say is wrong. Pretty much. I make eight. I make about eight mistakes per minute on this thing. So okay. Now, so you next is you're going to be running for office. <laughs> Pretty much. President Oatman. I could do Look it. Look out for it. I could do it. I could make it happen. <laughs> I think any – you know, it turns out this is one thing we've learned. We're going to make this podcast I don't want to get again. political. I don't want to get political. But one thing I think, if anything, we've learned is, is that anybody can out, be president. Turns out. Yeah. Any, anybody could do it. Yeah. Any, you know, I, anybody. I, I grew up thinking that's nothing. I could never do that. Nope. That would never happen. That's you got to be I literally, something I literally special. Look at, I literally look at our president now, and I literally said to myself, "I think I could do that." You know, it, there is an aspirational thing to that. Like it's when your when your <laughs> parents when your parents tell you you can do anything you want. It turns out you can. Yeah, I think I could do that. I think I, I could do as least as well as he is. Oh, for sure. I'm almost certain of it. I sleep 
very poorly. I'm up late and I and I sleep in late. I too can be tweeting at two in the morning. I look at my phone a good deal and uh, boom. And I am terrible with cybersecurity. <laughs> All of those things are true about me as well. I'm qualified. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> detour over. Um, and with that, folks, check us out on DiscreetPodcast.com. We're on the Apple Podcast app. Google Play Music Store and tell a friend or enemy about the show. Help us grow this thing. And with that, we will talk at you next week. Bye-bye. Peace and chicken grease.